0: is Old Black Magic and the Millennial. I'm Brian Babylon, Old Black Magic.
1: I'm Molly Adams. I'm a millennial.
0: Yes, you are.
1: <laughs> Brian, you probably watch more TV than anybody I know.
0: The reason being I'm in the business.
1: <laughs> I live in
0: Hollywood. I live in Hollywood. I'm in the business.
1: Yeah, you have somehow seen everything. It's like you and my middle-aged aunties. Yeah. Who have seen everything everything watching tnt drama
0: well the thing is you have to it's easy to do if you just have a schedule and you know what you want to get into in America had a show called Outsiders that I loved so much and they had a show called Underground about what? Slaves Underground Railroad they tried to make an action pact so Underground got cancelled and of course all the black people were saying oh no we can't have nothing blah blah blah
1: (laughs) nice impression
0: because that's what it sounds like to me on Facebook We can't have nothing. Our shows got canceled. And I chimed in on this one person's Facebook page that shan't be named. I was like, well, it's not really right because people were saying it was racist. I was like, no, come on, y'all. It ain't racist because the same network canceled my program. Outsiders
1: yeah, which is about poor poor white mountain folk poor
0: white mountain folk hillbillies
1: who are also um what are like sovereign citizens
0: it was it was a lot going on, a good show it got it was, it was a great show and it allowed me to get into that culture by way of my TV and fire wine and hillbilly shit and that show got canceled too, so you can't really say it's racist because they're clearly going in another direction because those shows are expensive.
1: You know, one of the themes for our television show, we're not just talking about television generally here, is things that are problematic. And I feel like there's been this corrective in the culture, like for good and for bad, um, of diversity in casting.
0: Diversity in casting.
1: Diversity, like, like, oh, diversity is so on trend now. Ethnicities are just, they're so hot
0: right now. Well, no, because I think they, and we talked about it back in our, good old fashioned radio days Hollywood realized that they get more return when they have more diverse cast when it's just not white people think about think about the show Beverly Hills 90210 how boring how boring was that
1: (laughs) I got caught up in it for a few years
0: how horrible was that The
1: Tiffany Amber Thiessen years
0: yeah it was like what who cares about these white people and their problems in Beverly fucking Hills and that old-ass one who was trying to act like she was in high school, but she looked like she was 44 years old.
1: I'm talking about uh, Andrea?
0: Andrea, who, who like was the poor one, who lived like outside of the school See, district. It
1: really you had time for it.
0: <laughs> I just know that one little part. I didn't care about them at all.
1: It makes for much, much better casting. Um, And I think a lot of better content, but now like everything's become so politicized. And the thing that if you're in the business, you have to remember that everything is money driven at the end of the day. It was a little racism driven, still is, but once people wait, you can make the money argument against it. There you go.
0: So let me answer your question, Molly, you as a white person, do you feel that your voice is still heard? on tv or do you feel this is too many brown people
1: well you know it's funny i have um let's 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 start the show we're we're each gonna brian and i are each gonna talk about our favorite shows and i think brian has more shows that i haven't seen but yeah what i had kind of grouped that i want to start by talking about three of my favorite shows because i love dramedies things that are like funny and serious are dramedies yeah um Three of the recent shows of the past year have been Master of None, second season that just came out.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, that's uh, that's with the Anziz Ansari, an Ansari. Indian lad. So yes, an a... Indian
1: lad. He's, is, uh, as my husband says, he's just so cute. He is. He is. He's very sweet. Um, I've also really enjoyed Insecure by Issa Rae. Great show. Great show. And then I've also really liked Search Party.
0: Now, let me ask you about Search Party. Is it funny? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, it's funny. Yeah. It's weird. I, I really liked Search Party. I don't know what they're going to do for a second season. I would say there's this overall trend in like now that we're in this golden age of television. Yes, I feel like are. there's a lot of good just like eight to ten hour shows and then just like leave it alone. Why are you doing a second season?
0: Yeah. Um, unless But maybe it'll be good. Unless yeah, it's a totally different situation
1: yeah and you see like these shows that I think like don't go out of their way to be inclusive, more representative, um like now why, did you, why did you
0: why did you just upspeak that
1: inclusive because I'm looking for a better word than diversity. I always feel like diversity is just the worst fucking word.
0: It's annoying as a white man when I hear it.
1: <laughs> you are not a white man, oh. <laughs> Remember to take off those white privilege bracelets. So but, but I was noticing on Master of None, like this season they have like this whole little interlude with a deaf couple that's very funny.
0: Yeah. I enjoyed that. But do you think it's still do you think it still holds its own because it's not about a white dude? Do you think you could take that story of Masters of None, the same thing, and make it about some Jewish looking dude?
1: No, I mean it really. Right? I mean, by asking me that question, I can guess what your answer is to it. It's that's what like makes it an interesting show because
0: it's the Indian dude, the black lesbian girl. Yeah, you're like parents
1: learning about so many different people's lives, and so and Angela Bassett was on it. I love Angela Bassett.
0: Now. Insecure Issa Rae show who who started off on YouTube and you know what I just did a, a, a audition for Insecure and didn't get it and I'm sad.
1: Sorry to hear that.
0: I don't care. I don't really care about auditions and stuff. But I really wanted to be on this show because I liked it so much. And it was just one line and I was like I'll take it. But I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But that show pound for pound, what grade would you give it?
1: Well, I will give it an A. One of the be- One of the reasons I like all three of these shows is I feel like. HBO, well, I guess Insecure is on HBO, but like some of these dramas are so intense, like murders and rapes and dismemberments. Weeps. And like, the rapes and more rapes and like rape backstories.
0: Rape backstories. Yeah, Let me I just. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna dis, I'm not gonna disagree with you. Insecure is great, but I'm gonna say Insecure is a B on a, you know, on a grading scale. And Atlanta, it's an A.
1: Okay, yeah, Atlanta seems like the boys' version of Insecure. I mean, but it's
0: not really a boy. It's it's a boys' version. Yes, I feel you. But it's just a better show. The show that I was by my mother enjoyed she's just so enthralled by it. beautiful tom hardy is the show on fx taboo what was that what <sighs> it, it, it was it was espionage it was history a little sci-fi a little like kinky sex yeah, gay, gay I gay gay things. I've, anytime anytime you have gay things from like the past, it's always
1: intriguing. Interesting.
0: Intriguing. Like anytime it was gay things before electricity, it's more intriguing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now you're interested on this like, pride weekend.
0: <laughs> like well, you were doing gay things but before by candlelight, motherfucker?
1: Uh, Taboo, I feel like Taboo started stronger than it ended. Um, no way, Molly.
0: I disagree. Molly, Williams, I disagree. How dare you say that when it ended with an action-packed escape? Oh, my God. I- yeah. How dare you? No,
1: no, no. That that was fun. Yeah, Taboo, Taboo was, uh, Taboo is problematic. Our, if our theme is problematic, like, Taboo is so problematic, which is why it's called Taboo. Like, that's the whole point, I been like.
0: it's 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 bananas so if you if you could tell someone who's like listening to this podcast like what the fuck is taboo
1: yeah what what the fuck is taboo for us so like i had to end after like the third episode i'm like okay so who is the one and had to google the india trading company or east (sighs) india trading company the the basic the, the basic conundrum in it is that he owns this piece of land in Washington due to his Salish ancestry. Is what now? Well, no, what is that? What is Salish? The that's the tribe that Tom Hardy is saying his mother was a part
0: his of. His name is Mister Delaney.
1: Yes, Mister <laughs> Delaney. <laughs> oh, Tom Hardy loves growling and like. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Uh, my name is Mr. Delaney.
1: He's playing the British Empire off the East India Trading Company and the Americans. Like he's playing three parties off of each other mm-hmm. for this land, and like meanwhile he's like fucking his half sister. Which like that's I I have the biggest issue with that line. Well, like, I mean we don't we don't know we don't, we don't we don't know their relationship.
0: We don't back back then before candles they had candles and stuff. Things were weird, different mm-hmm.
1: times. And it's disgusting. It wow. Yeah. Well, I was reading about that show too after Googling the East India Company. That like, I don't know if there's going to be a second season because basically it's Tom Hardy spending all of um, his money. First on of all, it. Like, there it hasn't is, been the, very it, high It's
0: going to be a second season. Thank you.
1: Okay. I think uh the FX deal was probably good for it. Yeah, so great. I'm glad I'm glad Tom's going to be investing more of his money and his grimy fingernails into this show. Speaking
0: of FX, I feel, Molly, with. we spoke on the show Atlanta. FX is killing the game. One of my favorite shows is coming back during the summer run, which is The Strain.
1: Oh, The Strain, yes.
0: The Strain, yeah. <laughs> I watched the, the first the va- season
1: of that. I, I would watch the, the second season.
0: So FX is killing it. Uh, shout out to, to Baskets. Shout um, out to one of the. Thank you more for
1: bringing up baskets. I forgot that show is amazing, and I feel like baskets. We have like diversity. Like they have very interesting casting on baskets. Very,
0: very interesting casting. It's uh produced executive produced by friend of the podcast, Mister Dave Becky. Friend of the podcast. Um, <laughs> shout out to Dave Becky and the Three Arts crew. You know, is it, Zach Galifianakis Zach show. So you're supposed to be thinking it's funny, but it's one of those dramedy things where the it's dramedy. Where it's like you're not laughing at it, but you it's probably parts that you will laugh at it, but you're more like looking
1: well, it's at this like function. The, it's it's the Denver episode when it's like Christine goes to Denver and has a Denver omelet. Like mm-hmm. that's the that's the synopsis of the episode online. And then what it's actually about is uh Louis Anderson, next level. Next level.
0: Now, do you think Louis Anderson, of course, he won an Emmy, which was like guaranteed. His character, he plays a woman, but it's so good that it's not even a big deal.
1: Yeah, well he plays he plays it straightforward. It's not like a drag performance.
0: So it's like the do you think the fact that it's no makeup, his face is already kind of androgynous, maybe, and then you just put a mm-hmm. wig on it and he's just because at this at, at at this point, I mean, what do you call that? Do you call that?
1: No, they. I know that they. Well, they they, they initially wanted to cast um, a British actress in the role. Um, See, this is
0: this is what Donald Trump is talking about: make America first. Louis Anderson took.
1: Yeah, and she couldn't do it. It was Brenda Blethin, I think, and she couldn't do it. And so um, they asked Louis Anderson to do it. And I think it's really smart and you, really interesting interesting. You, that's been my number one descriptor.
0: do you think that do you think that Louis might go down as one of the great characters of TV?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's such an interesting show. There's a lot of great characters on that show, yeah well um and well, it has so much sincerity to it, which I really appreciate.
0: Now, do you think since since Louis is playing a woman that really might get this? Oh my god, that's trans trans. That's problematic to the trans community, or is he just acting so well that you can't even say that?
1: Problematic. I find it more kind of problematic to like finding roles for middle aged women to play. Like, I've heard women in Hollywood say that they can't basically between the ages of 35 and 70. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, like, there's just no room for women.
0: Like, Susan and Lucci was so, was a unicorn.
1: Susan Lucci?
0: Yeah, to be well,
1: because she could be. Oh, yeah, because she landed a soap opera and kept her job.
0: One show that's on my list that I didn't watch the first season because I felt like the sideways was his name. The little ogre looking dude. Paul Paul Giamatti. Giamatti. Yeah. His character was just so annoying. I just didn't want to deal with it. And that's the show billions, but friend, my boy friend of the podcast and my homeboy, Dan Soder comedian from New York, uh, is on the show. So I'm like, oh, shit. I might as well support. Give it a shot. Let's check it out. I was blown away about an investment firm. And it's about, you know, stock traders, money, pressure, deals, blah, blah, blah. White boy shit, right? Wolf of Wall Street. The movie with Leo DiCaprio?
1: Wall Street, boiler room. Okay.
0: So, but Dan Soda's character is, like, in this high-pressure situation trying to make it. And he takes on a... High paid intern in apprenticeship, whatever. But the character is trans. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's not in your face. They don't really make a big deal about it. It's like, you know, he's like, uh, so he's like, what do I call you? He's like, I prefer they, them, she, blah, blah. They just did a little rundown. And his character's like, all right, fuck it. Here's what we got, blah, blah, blah. The way he normalized this relationship kind of in my mine made it almost cool slash acceptable to the random bro who's not even going to deal with some trans shit
1: i should watch that uh show because i was at the pride parade this weekend Mm -hmm. and like td bank has a float bank of america has a float like all these different corporations it was still pretty local i am in maine but All these different corporations have like, I don't know, as soon as it's like, oh, they're people with money, it becomes an acceptable thing to the entertainment industry.
0: I have another I have another take and spin that, that we do that makes our podcast what we do. So on Doubt, it was a show about lawyers and it was horrible and they had a trans character, but it was a black female trans character and it just wasn't believable. It was one line in the show where Laverne Cox was like, you know, when I transitioned, I was a little boy, blah, 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 when I transitioned like this and I made it to this to be a partner's law firm.
1: Oh, she's a partner in the law firm
0: on no way to be a partner in this law firm. Like, I,
1: I mean, really, not. I, I mean, I don't that. think that that's I don't believe I, I, I don't, that. I don't, I don't
0: be, I believe like, if well, there was I mean, a I stopped person, watching
1: scandal because I don't believe that. Like, it just got too intense. It was so crazy.
0: But do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm not really racist or an asshole. I just don't. People
1: also hate Katherine Heigl. Like, I don't think it's Laverne Cox's
0: fault. Leave her alone.
1: Are you serious?
0: I like her face.
1: <laughs> that's so horrible. <laughs>
0: So, so hold on. Hold on. Do you feel me then? Like it I, I feel if it was a, a a black person that transitioned from man to woman and overcame odds to be a partner in a law firm, you would see that person on fucking Oprah.
1: And it's just casual in the show.
0: It wouldn't be just so casual and like
1: Yeah, but I mean television, that's I also think like media has this really powerful uh you know, it is able to influence that. But just like imagining somebody in a position
0: versus the character on billions. I believe that like a trans person could just pop in.
1: Yes. If they can make money for a hedge fund. Yes. Whatever you want.
0: When I went to I went to the Facebook headquarters in San Francisco. I'm here in San Francisco now. And I went to the Facebook headquarters out here and I'm like I saw like three three individuals like that. Like, oh, my God.
1: And like, it was like, oh my no. God, did you clutch your pearls?
0: I didn't clutch my pearls. It was like, oh, like clearly they know how to code some shit and whatever, make that money. Versus, oh, I'm a partner in a law firm.
1: That's, anyway, you're so. What do you mean? <laughs> you're so Because I did that voice? Yeah. Is that racist? I don't know. Is that problematic? So I can't believe you're my friend. Love you.
0: For some reason, I'm always into female driven shows. I found that about myself.
1: Yeah, see, that's some diversity in casting right there. There's been so many more female driven things.
0: So, even though, and I really feel like TNT, which has always found some way to ruin shows because they are in Atlanta, they're like always pushing for like dumbing down things to Main Street America. So, that's why a lot of their shows fail. But the new show Claws, starring Nisi Nash and company, I saw the first episode, I'm All About Claws. What's it about? It's about a black woman trying to make it in this crazy world, living in Florida, so that's some bullshit. She's a manicurist, runs a shop. Her character is the care provider for her autistic brother, who's like in his 30s, an older black
1: man. Diversity. Diversity,
0: dealing with that. And it's about crime because she's trying to hustle. She's dealing with organized crime. They like they flip Oxycontin to like Florida people and she cleans the money up from that.
1: I love Niecy Nash. Maybe I should watch this.
0: So my last show on my list, Molly, the show that just blew me away. And finally, can we get a show with some fucking hunkies on it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Gay Mendoza was like, I like girls. It gives me a window into like that culture.
0: <laughs> Yeah, Girls is horrible.
1: And I was like, it's horrible. Like, And yeah, I guess that's one of the reasons I think it's extra horrible, because I know those people, and they're horrible.
0: Finally, the show that finally about some fucking hunkies is a show on imposters.
1: One Bravo.
0: Um, Little quick story about imposters. This is going to be so Hollywood. Are you ready? I'm ready. Buckled up. So... I'm going to meet some friends at Soho House, right?
1: <laughs> I'm so interested in what's about to happen. You're about to meet some famous people.
0: i have going to Soho House, right? And I'm going to the elevator. And who comes out the elevator is Rob Heaps.
1: Got it. He's the second billing in the cast. Who
0: is... Israel Bloom he he's so he's like the the show starts off with him being duped and scammed right and he's in the elevator with the woman who plays his mother and the guy who plays his brother and we I have this I don't even fan out about shit I had like this oh my god Dude, over a Bravo show. Oh, like over a Bravo show, and we're like in the lobby. Just I'm just yip yapping and just talking, like losing my cool over a Bravo show. Actress is right. So I'm watching the show, and I will say, yeah, it's about white people, but they go extra hard on diversifying it up because the there's another crew, these black people that come in. So Stephen Bishop chastity Dotson are like two characters who play people in the show we don't want to spoil it okay
1: i don't i don't yeah i don't need as i also don't need like the imposter play by play
0: Ryan ben ben is in it uma thurman is in it as like a hitman. i'll be real the the women are hot in the show
1: the what the you're i mean you are such a i say this in like a semi like i say this in a sex positive way sometimes a negative way but yeah you're you're a womanizer you like all girls
0: Ugh! there's two actresses.
1: You just like girls
0: on this show. That I'm like, Ugh. like, do you, you know me, right?
1: I do hate that. I know this about you.
0: I have a weakness for Israeli looking chicks in the face are problematic. And that's honestly and honestly, that's why I can't fuck around with that Jared Kushner. I can't look at him in the face.
1: Jared Kushner, because he looks like an Israeli woman in the face.
0: In the he beautiful. He androgynous as fuck.
1: Jared Kushner is beautiful. Have you ever
0: seen Jared Kushner in the face? Molly, that I sent you a picture. You know that little app where you can make your look your face look old or of woman and guys were doing it. If you put that filter on Jared Kushner, he and I'ma tell you this, MSNBC knows that shit. And all the pictures they show of him is just, like, always giving coy looks, like, get out of my face. I know secrets.
1: I don't even have a follow-up to that. I'm just, like...
0: Molly, look at Jared Kushner in the face. He looks like in a, a beautiful, androgynous being.
1: When is this podcast going to be over? Where have we gone? I thought we were talking about television. <laughs> now I...
0: But that gets to...
1: But that gets me to my main point. It,
0: <laughs> beautiful Israeli women. Jared Kushner, the chick from Imposter, and Wonder Woman.
1: So that has been our Summer Media Critique. Hopefully we gave you some shows to watch. If you want to give us some shows to watch or tell other people, facebook.com slash OBMATM. What are we talking about next episode, Brian?
0: We're going to be talking about... What's that horrible thing I hate?
1: Respectability politics.
0: We're going to be talking about respectability politics. One of the number one things that I hate because I feel it is a trick for white liberals to keep black people down.
1: All right. Cool. Um, Love you.
0: Adios.